0: Welcome back to the fearless fostering podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Burst LCSW. And I'm so excited to have Kristen Adkins with us on the podcast today. She is a wealth of knowledge about foster care and about education and about a lot of great things. So Kristen, thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so honored
0: and excited. I'm excited too, because I know we were chatting about some things that you might be interested in sharing. And one thing that you said was really on your heart was kind of sharing about how we can help support our foster child's educational journey. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about why that is such a passion for you?
1: Yes, because foster children are usually not very successful academically. For lots of reasons, we know that, but if we as foster parents, just while they're in our care, say they're in our care for a year or two, and we teach them the value of a good education and that learning can be fun, think of the trajectory that that child would have changed. They would, they would more value their education a lot more. And who knows, they could be like, you know, a doctor. I know a lawyer, so it's very important that we take it seriously when they come to our house to encourage them and, and motivate them. So that's what I just thought I would talk about today with you. Oh, I love that so much. So how, how did that
0: kind of become a passion of yours? Like when did you start to see the need for that? And when did it become something that you were like, This is something we need to be talking more about as foster parents.
1: Well, my first placement, I had a placement before this one, but she was um, a teenager. So the first placement that I got was a little girl and little boy. And the little girl was so behind. She was in first grade. She was so behind because she hadn't been in school regularly. And so I'm a teacher, but I left that behind for a while to raise my children. And then once I got into foster care you know, we kept adopting kids. So I'm still in that, that kind of phase of my life, (laughs) but I took some time with her and she really didn't value learning at all. And to me with my little children that I had, you know, that was odd to me, but then the more I investigated and thought about it and researched, they, they, they aren't very successful. Um, and it could be that the key could be the value of their education or how they value their education. So I took her and just started kind of tutoring her in some things and showing her that learning can be fun and it can be hands on. It's not, you know, always, you know, in a seat doing worksheets or things. And so she really progressed. And then I saw the theme when I had two more children when they came in they were like oh school I don't want to do school you know I hate school but we we work with them and and just um the change that I started seeing and I'm an educator you know by trade so I thought this is a real problem no more research you know statistics and stuff I was like, this is a real problem that we could solve. And so I'll just go ahead and start with my presentation. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. So um, reasons that kids are behind are because of their low socioeconomic you know, grouping that normally they come from. So you have generationally people who do not value education. And then you put on top of that, like the stress of, you know, maybe they aren't getting fed and, and all those kinds of factors um, I think of like Maslow's triangle, and you know you have to go up the stairs a little bit. So, so they're behind because of those kind of needs aren't being met. Also, when you have a poor socioeconomic group, you don't have a lot of resources. So, like my kids, we have books. I have like ten bookshelves, and um, we have the internet. And on the internet, I monitor what they're doing. I'm not just sitting there doing fluff, or well, sometimes I do, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, we have goals that when we get on the internet to do things, and these kind of kids don't always have those opportunities. And then, like I've already talked about, the value of education isn't isn't value at all. So that's one of some of the reasons that they're behind. And then, like when you go further up, when they come to your house, perhaps and they are, they're safe, You know, some of these needs that they've had are being met, so it might take a month or so for them to kind of get comfortable and feel like they're in a safe place, then that's when we can step in and encourage them and get them kind of on track academically. So there are two kinds of motivations. Uh, the first kind is the external motivation that would say if you do a good job, you get a, an A+. Plus. You get a sticker, you get a stamp, something like that, some external. You get a good job on your, you know, whatever you did. (laughs) But we need to move, like, that's a good place to start. But we need to move to some of the internal types of motivation. Like, learning is fun. I like being on this website, even though I'm learning, I'm getting value from it. So we have to kind of move from the external rewards more of an internal reward system so those are kinds of the things that we can motivate them with just the sense of satisfaction of learning something wow you learned that that's very good can you explain this to me do you know about this can you explain this to me and when they see that you value how smart they are then they're gonna think i i'm not smart but you keep encouraging them. I have a little infographic that I made here and it's um, first, you're the capable learner. You have to tell them you are capable, you're smart, you can do this. And then once they go beyond capable, they think, wow, maybe I am capable. (laughs) Then they go on to the second, which is attached learner. And so they like hanging out with you because you are encouraging them and you're telling them you're smart and you can do this and let's just do let's do this one more thing you know and so that you're bonding with the child while you are Mm -hmm. learning so you're attached you're attached to learn you know in when you were in school did you do better with the teachers that you loved yes (laughs) okay so it's kind of the same concept so If you love this person that's teaching you or like think about reading stories and you're reading the story very um, exuberantly and, you know, you make voices and all this stuff and you're making it fun, then they really are better attached. So that's a win-win for foster kids, you know, and adopted kids. And then the very one, the very last thing I have here is the encouraged learner. And so they are encouraged when they're encouraged, they feel like I can do this. Now you've talked them up and then now they're like, I I can do this. I'm smart. They've encouraged me. They told me I was, you know, some genius, you know, like, and it is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. When someone tells you your whole life, well, you're nothing, you can't do this. You suck, you know, whatever they've been told. Then they start to believe that the opposite is true as well, that these kids, when they come to your house, you have to build them up and tell them you are smart, you, you are capable. And then they become encouraged on the inside. So they have this internal motivation to do better and to learn more. So it's like you're connected and you support the child. And then they almost become responsible for their learning because it's a two way two-way street. When you learn something new, you like to go to class or be around someone else who's excited to learn. You know, so if I'm excited to learn new things with the child, they become more excited to learn. And then as foster parents, we can give them a little bit of control over what they're learning. I recommend when they come to your house and you have to register for them to s- at, register them for school, you go on in and, and set up that meeting right then, if you can, with the counselor and actually if you can with the teacher or the principal, you know, the teacher may not be available, but go ahead and say, I'm here, I'm, I'm registering so-and-so for a class I would love to speak with the principal real quick and go on in, make that connection and explain to them, you know, sometimes foster parents have some negative connotation, oh, they're foster parent. oh, well, we want to change that, and we want the, the, the child to know that we're invested in their education. We're going to meet with the principal. We're going to meet with the teacher. And when you meet with them, tell them you're wanting and willing to do everything to get this child on level or above level or get them, you know, back to where they need to be. So you're going to be part of the team. And then when you do that, think they're going to have a different perception of foster parent first of all. And second of all, they're going to love you because you're going to help create a responsibility in the child in his learning. So, you know, if you're working on fractions or something, you know, the teacher can email you and, and say, we're working on fractions. And can you help me out? And you say, absolutely. I would love to. And then you have to make it like a game. So you have to find ways that are, are, you know, fun. For example, if you were working on fractions, you could use pizza. You know, we're going to buy pizza tonight and blah, 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 or cooking. I love to have the kids cook and you get the measuring cups out. I only have a one third. I need two thirds. What am I going to do? And you just talk out loud, do a lot of that. And so they do better when they have someone encouraging them in this field, in this area. We also like to use games. Like um, and the older kids would probably you could use Monopoly and kind of explain or life explain things to them. Younger kids Legos for fractions <clears throat> for building Lincoln logs for problem solving or creating structures and talk through everything with them. You know, buddy, I don't think this is gonna work right here. What are you planning to do there? But because of this. And let them kind of explain to you and and encourage them, wow, this is a great design. I like how you troubleshoot that, you know, like "Um, you made this work. I'm so, so proud of you. And then cooking, like I already said, Uh, another thing you can do that's so much fun that my family, we love to do is go to the library. And, you know, that's a lost art, perhaps, or whatever you want to call it, a lost cause. (laughs) I don't know but at the library at the library you can choose from any books it's almost like wow you're going into you know this big big place some some libraries are better than others obviously but you can go in there and like learn and and fun have fun things to do so trips to the library and check out books like every week books that you can read one of my one of my foster friends so they, they pick out books at the library every week and get like however many. And then the mom would read the story to them for their bedtime story, you know, at night. So you can, you don't have to make learning a pain, you know, make it encouraging and fun and just, you know, sitting on the floor um, working with the child on whatever That's and keep so in good. contact. Yeah. Keep in contact with the teacher. She's going to love you. And your kid's going to love you. It's just win-win, you know, every which way.
0: I love hearing you say that because seriously, as sometimes as a mom, I'm like, I, I don't want to like, I'm married to a teacher. So I never want to be like a burden or like an extra work for the teachers. So I'm like, I just, I'm afraid to like reach out and, you know, but you're saying no, reach out and be that like extra support at home and to a liaison between the classroom and the home. And I really think that's a good encouragement for all of us just to, you know, really step up where these children's education are concerned.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Especially if you kind of know what they're learning in class and it may or may not be okay with the teacher, depending on the quality of the teacher, (laughs) they may be like, wow, this, this really helps a lot. And so you can just have that line of communication. Email is a great way to, to communicate with the teacher. And this is like for middle school, you know, I'm always, Kind of thinking when you hear foster care, you're you're um, teaching elementary school or you have elementary school age kids. But I'm talking about middle school. So when you're talking about you have four or five teachers, well, if they know that you are the liaison, I like that word, the liaison from the child to the classroom they're going to respect you a lot more. I mean, I was a middle school teacher. If a if a student's parent and I had a great relationship, that child was better behaved, was more on task and did much better on their academics just in general. Mm. So, I think it it's good and actually counts the counselor is also a very good resource to have. I know in the middle school that I I kind of sub I uh, know several of the counselors and when you had that relationship, they would kind of check in on the kid. Maybe they weren't even on their caseload or whatever, however they do that on that end. But they would check, like just sneak into the classroom and, and see if Johnny's on task. And if he's not, they might pull him out in the hall and say, I know your mom wouldn't approve of what you're, what you're doing or how you're acting. You better get back on task. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think that helps. And like I said, just make learning fun and finding out how the child learns best too. So if you have a real creative kid, you know, your foster uh, child comes to you, you really don't know anything about them. Well, while you're getting to know them, you find out, well, wow, they're creative. So incorporate art or something or music into the lessons. I was doing a lesson on trees, learning about, you know, deciduous and coniferous or whatever. <laughs> and instead of just teaching facts, I did a thing where they we went to YouTube video on how to draw a tree. And we did two or three different trees from these videos um, to incorporate some art into their lessons. Um, maybe you have a real analytical child. They sit and think and ponder. Okay, so they're thinking and pondering. Well, you can have some deep critical thinking type of conversations with them. And then you may have a practical learner. So they're going to be a little more standoffish or trying to manage what you're doing instead of what they're supposed to be doing. So trying to find out what works best. Hands on is usually always best in elementary school. So if you can do fractions or you can do anything with hands on, that is that's a win because that's how they learn best at that age. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, kids always love art. So, anytime you can incorporate art, YouTube is a great resource for that. That's awesome.
0: I think that's a good reminder, too, of just like, I think it could be daunting for a foster parent to be like, oh gosh, like, not only am I keeping them safe and meeting their needs, like health and safety wise, but and loving them, obviously, but also now I've got to worry about this educational piece and are they succeeding? But you're really saying look for the ways to kind of just make it fun incorporate it into everyday life and it's not so daunting it's like what do you like it's really about getting to know them and then meeting them where they're at with something fun that they would like to do anyway
1: yeah they may not know that they like to do it because for example they have may have been kind of sheltered in. they may have had a boundary that, that wasn't able to be crossed until they came to you gardening is a big thing like if you can get them maybe you know they don't know anything about gardening because they've never been exposed to it. Um, so you can expose them to so many things and then just play off that, have conversations, get to know them. And you're building that attachment with them um, while they're learning. Now, you may have a child who likes likes to do worksheets, you know, something like that. So, you know, you can go, I have a, this, it's called comprehensive curriculum for grade for. You can get those like at Sam's or, or Walmart or wherever, and they may like to do the worksheets. So that'd be easy too, but, um, just getting to know them and see what, what makes them happy, um, and giving them hands-on experiences that, that may stick with them a lot longer than, than they stick with you.
0: <laughs> yes. I love that. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know really quickly about some amazing free resources for foster mamas on my website, fearlessfostering.com. I have a self care quiz that will help you decide exactly what type of self care you need at this point on your foster care journey, as well as a virtual retreat for foster mamas and an anxiety reducing email course, all for free. Check it out right now on fearlessfostering.com. So I I just think that's so cool. And just kind of thinking about the educational resources that are out there for parents like you as an educator, you know about them, but maybe like myself, I'm like, I don't know, where would I find some good like resources for education for the level that a foster child of mine is at? Where would you recommend foster parents look for some of those resources?
1: Okay. So you can go to, and a lot of teachers know about this website. It's called Khan Academy. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've heard about it or not, um, but it's good for math. It gives them a little assessment, I guess, and it can tell you what grade, you know, or you can enter what grade they're in. Um, But remember, too, that the child is not going to be on par, usually, with their grade level. If they've had lots of absences or they've had lots of placements and they've switched schools, two or three times, they might not be on a third grade level just because they're in third grade. Mm -hmm. And that's where we come in to kind of help them out. So Khan Academy is a good one. Um, There's um, Brain Pop is another website. Um, It may cost a little money, but it'd be worth it because they have little mini videos and little quizzes at the end. So it's kind of um, very engaging and, and valuable. And then I've heard about Prodigy. I've never used it, but it's this prodigy and it has like all subjects and they're game oriented. So, and of course the library, if you go to the library, which I love, the librarian can help you get an app that will have all kinds of resources. So for example, there's a free, um, like kind of like audible, but a generic version or something. And the, you can borrow those books from the library digitally. Oh, cool. And my, my I have one girl that absolutely loves that. Like, she's like, can I listen to my audiobook?" <laughs> You're like, yes, you <laughs> sure. can. <laughs> sure. Go ahead. Can yeah. I listen to my audio book while uh, I fall asleep? Sure.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That is so great. I love that. Uh, so encouraging and such good resources. What is one kind of major encouragement that you could give to a foster parent who is feeling like my kid that I'm fostering right now just does not enjoy school and I'm kind of stressed about it. What would you say to that parent?
1: Yeah, I would say um, if you're stressed about anything, then your kid's gonna be stressed. And even if you are stressed, you just can't let on that you're stressed. Um, You know, you need to take care of that through exercise or whatever means. But Don't stress the kid out for sure. Like if you're trying to teach fractions and they cannot do it, like stop. We'll We'll have a spelling bee or something to have fun with. I don't know, but you know you can't. uh, The last thing you want to do is stress them out more than than they probably already are. I would say just have fun and get out. You know. Oh my! The one game that I did like to you know, advertise for or whatever is like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Oh yeah. You know, talk about those questions and then they can also see that like, you don't know everything. Well, you're over, you know, you're older than a fifth grader, smarter than <laughs> you should be. But they, they realize that not everybody knows everything or not all adults know everything. And It's just good to have those, those kinds of conversations too. If you get an answer wrong, they can laugh at you and, you know, it's more low stress, low key type of fun learning.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that making it a game and being like, yeah, I don't know the answer either. I think that's like putting that, putting yourself kind of just onto their child level and and having fun with it. Like you said, that's amazing. Good. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for sharing with us. I have loved this conversation. I know it's going to be so valuable to everyone who's listening. Where can people connect with you and find out more about all the goodness that you share online?
1: All right. So I have a website. It's impressingminds.com. And then from there, I guess everything will be available. (laughs) Um, So that's just the basic place to start. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Impressing Minds. It's my handle. So people can let me up there and follow. And um, I have a book coming out. So I would love for people to, you know, and and some of this stuff will be in in the book. So I'd love for people to follow and and come along with me. That's amazing. When,
0: um, what is your book called? And when is it coming out?
1: Well, I think it's going to be called. I haven't settled on the title, but I think it's going to be called, called to foster. Oh, love it. Yeah. And it's just, um, you know how, like when you first got your foster kids, you're like, oh, they didn't teach me any of this in class. Like I do <laughs> yes. know what I'm doing. So basically, I just want to go through, I go through a lot of things just like this educational thing. And then the other big thing that I go through in the book is loss. Mm the kids lost when they come to your house, you're lost when they leave, you know, and then so I go into kind of a a deep thing with that. And and I share a lot of stories of loss that the the foster parents have experienced. So, well, I'm really excited about the book. It's like, it's like a little baby I'm growing. Yes.
0: I can't wait. I can't wait to (laughs) keep us posted um so that we can all get a copy. That sounds amazing. And thank you so much again for sharing your wisdom. You guys go follow Kristen at Impressing Minds and check out her website impressingminds.com. Thank you.